Welcome back to the Catfish Corner, where we're talking Preds hockey with uh, me, Tommy Dees, your host, and Paul Scribina of the Tennessean, the beat writer. Hello, Paul. Hi. Does that make me a co-host or just a guest? Uh, you're just here. I'm just here. You're, well, you're, I'm barely here. I just got here. Yeah. Tell us about your road trip. It was four days. It was two games. I'm glad it's over. It's the All-Star break. And uh, I'm not going to be upset about resting and not seeing these guys for a while. But... It was a good road trip for the Predators, who uh, were able to win both games and um, got a great performance from UC Saros last night. P.K. Subban got bitten. Let's um, talk about Ryan Johansson that. came back. Um, yeah, we can talk about whatever you want. You're, you're the boss. <laughs> Let's talk about that for just a minute. There, there's no crying in baseball, but there's biting in hockey. Apparently, and um, people are getting pretty worked up over it. It was interesting. Um when when it all happened, PK had come out of the scrum from the front of the net and was shaking his hand violently. And I thought maybe he got stepped on or something. You know, something happened to his hand. You could see it was bleeding a little bit, and you could read his lips. And he was saying, "He bit me. He bit me." The, and last, the last guy in Las Vegas who did that was named Vander Holyfield. Yes, and it was Mike Tyson doing the biting, but it was his ear, not his finger. Yeah, so it was uh, a little bit strange, um, and and. You know, life on the beat got a little bit more interesting last night. Um, but Subban said without hesitation that that um, this gentleman's name, I, I'm going to, Bellamar, um, bit him while they were both in front of the net and there was a scrum. And, and PK put him in a headlock to kind of pull him off of, off of UC Saros. And, and Bellamar claims that PK shoved his hand in his mouth and that's why he got bit. So, and today I find out a few minutes ago before we started recording this, I was looking on Twitter and apparently there's a billboard up in Las Vegas already with a big picture of PK Subban saying, Bellamar bit me and it really hurts or something like that. So this has kind of taken on a life of its own, um, fun part of the, uh, fun parts of the season when these, these kinds of things happen to kind of, it's not fun when you're the guy who got bit. Well, you know, PK, he's, he's all right, but he was, he was pretty upset about it afterward. Um, We'll hear from him a little bit later uh, in the podcast about what he had to say. There's also some video up at uh, Tennessean.com, and along with a, a story about kind of what happened. And it was weird because so PK gets you know he he his right pinky is is bleeding and bitten and and then all of a sudden you know he, he kind of wants to go after the guy who did it and then Ryan Reeves <laughs> steps up and drops his gloves and he's he's the tough guy from from Vegas and, and PK wanted no piece of that. So, uh, but all in all, you know, look, Predators won. UC Saros made 47 saves, a career high. He's been playing out of his mind lately, which is very good for the Predators. Um, Ryan Johansson's back from his two-game suspension for high-sticking uh, a, um, I believe it was a Winnipeg Jet last week. Um, he thought his punishment was a little bit harsh, but understood after watching the video that it could be portrayed as not being, not, not looking good. Um, but so, you know, finally the, the, the top line's all back together again, and um, Predators kind of rolled into the All-Star break on a, on a good note, feeling oh. pretty healthy. So let me get this straight. You get two games for high-sticking, intentional or not, which I guess is debatable. Um, he would say no, and somebody else said maybe. But you get zero for biting. Well, we don't know that yet. I, I've, I've not seen anything about whether the, the league is looking into it. Here's the thing that happened, though. PK was assessed four minutes worth of penalties, and he's the one who got bit, who was bitten and was bitten and bleeding. 
And Peter Lavalette said after the game that he had asked, he didn't see the play, and he had asked the officials to find out what happened and explain to him how, you know, PK is the one bleeding here and he's apparently the victim and he's getting four minutes worth of penalties. And uh, Lavalette didn't agree with their assessment, but the, the officials on the ice said nobody saw any of that happen, which, you know, I mean, again, it's hard to it's hard to tell, uh, you know, from their vantage point. Clearly, we, we know one thing. We know two things. We know one. One is that we know that PK was bleeding and his finger, you know, his finger was bleeding. Now, whether or not, you know, that was the result of a bite, we don't know until we talked to Bellamar, who says that, yeah, yeah well, he yeah, stuck yeah, his hand yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that, that's what happens. He, I guess he had ripped, you know, the, the Bellamar said that PK ripped his mouth guard out and, you know, who knows what really happened? Um, I, know, I know in the NFL, the, rule, the, the understood rule is if your hands get inside the face mask, then if you get bit, it, you shouldn't have had your hands inside of the face mask. And it, it could very well be the case here. I don't, I don't know who's the, the victim here, but um, nonetheless, uh, everybody seems to be okay. And so now we can laugh about it, and they can put up billboards about it, and we can talk about it, and write about it, and. And, um, you know, kind of entertain ourselves for a little while uh, about something other than, than hockey. Good, good publicity for the All-Star game, huh? Yeah, and PK will be there, too, not playing, but he'll be in his uh, doing his one-hour TV special. His, he'll have more presence than the guys who are playing. Um, some of them, yes. And, you know, it's interesting. I talked to a, an executive from NBC, um, and for and I have a story. I think it's coming out tomorrow, maybe. Um you know about what, how how PK transcends the um, the typical NHL play. It's hard to make a superstar in the NHL, right? Because these guys don't. It's it's a team game, and these guys it's always we we we. And PK is w- willing to kind of put himself out there and um, you and know dress and be either a brand. really well or really bad, depending on your point of view. Really badly, I think. But you know, hey, <laughs> colorfully, you know, colorfully. Do you? You know, I always tease him about what he wears, but hey. Uh, the guy has been successful in making himself into a brand on a lot of charity work um, and, and been able so far to balance hockey and extracurriculars. You know, I asked Peter Lavillette about that, and he said, you know, when we got PK, we knew what we were getting. We knew we were getting a big personality. We knew we were getting a guy who is, you know, not afraid to put himself out there. And we knew we were getting a hell of a hockey player. And as long as he's a hell of a hockey player, he can do whatever he wants in his own time. Um, and nobody's going to say anything, which is, again, it's just worth talking about because it's so rare um, that during a, during when a player is active for him to be kind of the face of a league, you know, like the NBA does it pretty well and, and MLB does it to an extent. Um, NFL certainly has guys who are in business for themselves. Absolutely. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, PK is a brand. And, you know, when you have a brand, you, sh- you know, if you're a brand, you should market that brand. And he does it very well. He does it charismatically, I think. Um, you know, my interactions with him, you know, personally, he's got a sense of humor. And we joke about things and we talk about family. And you know, he's, he's a normal guy, but he, he gets it. And, he, you know, there's not he doesn't have that that fear of well how is my, how are my teammates going to react if i if if i you know if i put my he's on the face you know he's on the cover of the of the you know the the video games and he, he but he also he does a lot um and you know besides dating Lindsay Vaughn and 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 making silly instagram videos um and wearing clothes that stand out and we're and, and he's got his own own line right he did at one point i'm not okay. sure if he still does but um you know hey I need some orange socks and stuff like well, that. He probably would hook you up. I mean, he he, would, he he loves to talk about fashion, and he and he and he's very. He also is self-deprecating, which I think makes him 
attractive to people who might not not necessarily care about hockey. So, and also. You, you make an argument that, that the NHL hasn't had, and I'm not saying he's on the level of Wayne Gretzky, but that was a superstar in the NHL who transcended the sport. There have been more of those than most of the other professional sports. And as you said, from the nature of the game, and, and I think a lot the nature of the players, um, my, my limited time around hockey, I don't see guys put themselves out that want attention. You walk into the Titans locker room, you can tell there's some guys who want attention and aren't afraid to put, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but they do want to be noticed um and and hockey players almost don't to to a large degree yes and 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 you know when you say wayne gretzky we're not comparing no. pk suba and no. wayne gretzky the hockey player but the, the the personality i think you have to you have to have that personality you have to have that appeal beyond people who already watch hockey you know everybody knows who wayne gretzky is whether they're hockey fans or not i would probably my mom think, probably knows who remembers who wayne gretzky it's is. like hulk hogan in wrestling it's like babe ruth in baseball it's you know and, and pk is not in that company but he in this day and age in the sport today he is a guy who a lot he's a player a lot of people who don't care about the sport know and so you know i, I watched some clips of of you know his 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 uh, digital series that's on nbc and you know that's the same pk that you see in the locker room it's the same pk that you see dancing on the ice before the game it's it, he has that you know, I, I think I wrote it. I'll give you a little tease. I wrote it, it, it in the lead to the story that I wrote is he, he makes getting his nose hairs trimmed entertaining. <laughs> I mean, that's a, one of the clips. He's, he's getting a haircut and he gets his nose hairs trimmed. And it's funny. And it's just because of the interaction between him and his barber. I mean, you know, it, again, you don't have to care about hockey to find this funny. And I will interject here, having been in the, the Preds locker room, there's not a lot of guys in there who get their nose hair trimmed. I have not looked, but I, now I'm going to. Thanks well, a lot. I mean, they're 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 not all you know. They're not all they're they're not all into the um, grooming. grooming as much. Yeah. As, some of them, obviously, not with the beards and all that. But um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot of guys who are really into the grooming the way that he is. I think that's a fair statement. I I will leave the, that expertise field of expertise up to you. No, no offense, guys. Not not making any judgment they're either not, they're way. They're not listening. Good, um, but no, I I think. The league and, and NBC are very wise to say, here we have a personality, a person who can draw people to this sport, who's in a, an attractive city um, that's that's got a lot going on. And, okay, he's not in the All-Star game. Let's find a way to make him part of the All-Star game because you're going to have eyes on your sport that are flipping channels, you know, where we're not, you know, it's not going head-to-head against the Super Bowl, et cetera. And it's a time you can maybe catch somebody who's – soccer mom-ish or whatever and says oh this guy's interesting i think i'll watch hockey well and and, you know look the elephant in the room is he is another rarity that that also makes him stand out is he's an african-american hockey player there's just not a lot of black hockey players so you could you put all that together right and he's he's able to to have a perspective that a lot of players don't you can talk to him about social issues you know not to and i'm not big on going to athletes and making them the proprietor of you know be the spokesperson for every black person in the world or every x person in the world but he's very well versed in a lot of different aspects of life and and i think he understands he he has a perspective that's unique and as is a just as a person, put journalism aside. As a person, I appreciate that. I seek out people to talk to who can get, who can lend me perspective that I that I could never have. Because I, you that's know, why you asked me to be on the show with you. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, look at you. <laughs> but 
you know, it, it's it, to me. I, I'm always fascinated. I'm always, I've always said, I'm, I'm way more fascinated by the people who play these games. I, I, the games themselves, I really don't care all that much about nearly as much as I care about who's playing them, what's going on behind the scenes, who's making these things happen, the, the people that are involved with it. Because that, to me, you know, that I'm, I'm a fan of that. Um, you know, and, and I understand people being fans of their teams and, and their players and. You know, I, I I appreciate that. I was a fan of of teams growing up, but now, you know, doing what what we do and having done it for for a while, I've gained a new appreciation for a different a different perspective, and that's just getting to know people. That's just not in a locker room. That's if I go out socially, if I you know, wherever I am on a bus or on a plane or whatever, I, I'm a pretty social person, and you know, I, I like to learn and you know. He happens to be a person I I can educate myself when I talk to him, and I, I you know I certainly appreciate that. But anyway, enough about that guy. But but one more thing, let's let's do hear what he has to say about getting bit. I mean, he bit me, so I, I mean, my finger was bleeding. So all I tried to do was grab him. I grabbed him by the head to pull him up, and uh, he bit me. So that's it. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know how I walk out of there with four minutes. Penalties. How was it explained to you? It wasn't explained. It wasn't explained. They tried to apologize after the fact that they already gave me four minutes of penalties. My fingers bleeding. Like I don't know what you want me to do. Like I don't know. Is it the strangest kind of retaliation you've experienced on the ice? I don't know. I mean, I think it's just cliche for me to go off in an interview and and have everyone break it down so I'm not going to do that I think it just is what it is so you know so last game before the break you know for us and we're just I'm just focused on playing the game last thing you want to do is like you know change the focus of our team there so you know for me if if it was anything other than that I probably wouldn't have reacted the way I did but when you get bit when someone's biting your finger I mean I don't know have you ever had someone bite your finger uh, yeah, it's just, it's completely unexpected, and it is what it is, so. Did the refs see? I mean, it looked like your finger was bleeding. How can they not? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen, refs are human. Like, it's, you know, they don't have x-ray vision. But once there's evidence and there's blood, I mean, I know you can't assume to do it, but you're giving me four minutes in penalties for what? Because I reacted after a guy bit me? Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I don't know. You know, we won the game, so after I, I forgot about it after that, but, I mean, he knows he bit me, so I'm not trying to rip his head off or anything like that. I'm not that type of player, so it is, it is what it is. Speaking of you, huge Yeah, he was unreal. He was unreal, and that's where the focus should be. Like, I know people want to talk about it, but he was outstanding today, and I thought that we played an amazing defensive game. You know, I know that the shots were, you know, we were outnumbered in shots, but they had a lot of power plays and got pucks to the net. And they had a couple shifts where they cycled and got six or seven shots. But Juice was on his game, and that's the that's the story with our team over the past couple of years, you know, is that when we don't play our best, most of the time our goaltenders bail us out. And that's what you need in the NHL. Teams are so good now. Has there been a concerted effort, PK, to, to improve defensively in front of UC? Peter said last month that he felt like the team had playing lousy in front of him over the course of the beginning of the season. Do you feel like it's been better? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, playing in the league for a while now, and, you know, I've had, you know, the, I've been very lucky to have played in front of, you know, some great goaltenders and Carey Price and, and 
packs now and juice. So, you know, you know, we understand that sometimes we take it for granted how good our goaltenders are, and um, sometimes we play a little loose and lenient because we know that they're going to be there to make the big save. And I think our leadership group does a pretty good job of trying to say, like, hey, guys, we got to play the right way, and we usually do. You know, whenever we get off track, it doesn't take us too long to get back on track. So usually when our goaltenders are, you know, when teams are scoring a lot of goals, it's not because of our goalies. It's usually because we're just loose. So we have to do a better job of that in the second half. Interesting. Yeah, it was, uh, he was very at first reluctant, but then as you can tell by the tone in his voice, um, I don't want to talk about it, but I really do want to talk about it. Um, and, And I want to be careful what I say, but I don't really care what I say. And, you know, again, that's that's just the, the personality coming through that you see all the time that, that's that's pretty much consistent. And so and that's not one that, that, you know, you can probably think of some pat answers for a lot of situations that might come up if you're a hockey player you scored a lot of goals. You got a, you gave up a lot of goals. You got into a fight, but but you probably don't have an answer in the back of your head. This is how I'm going to react when I get bit. Well, that was exactly what I one of the questions that I asked him was. Was this the, the strangest thing that's ever happened to you on the ice? And he just looked at me like, you know, what, what do you think? You know, like when some, you don't expect it when somebody, I think his answer was something like, you know, I would have, I, I would not have reacted that way in any other situation. Like if he would have got, a cheap, somebody would have taken a cheap shot at him or somebody would have swiped at him his legs or he wouldn't have reacted the way he did, except for he was so shocked that he, his finger was bleeding and he got, he, I don't think he believed it when it happened. Right. So, but yeah, you could tell. I mean, you know, his answer could have been, "I play hockey at a place where they throw catfish." Are you kidding me? Well, allegedly throw catfish. Yeah, you, well, you I haven't seen, seen one personal in, in person yet, so that, that is part of the. I'm still waiting. Yeah, they know you're coming, so they don't they don't throw them out there when you're there. So let, let's talk. Uh, you brought up UC, um, who has who has been playing good goal lately, and. Um, if I had any, if I if I were more prepared, I have these great numbers to throw at you. In front I, of I've me. got one that I heard, which is, is the last. Uh, I think it's over four games, but you can you can hold me to it. maybe it's three. But um, over over a period of time, the last 115 shots he's faced against a very good Las Vegas team, he has blocked 113 of them or stopped 113 of them. That's uh that's that's high quality hockey. Yeah, some. Do you think sometimes one guy, like a, like a pitcher, kind of owns another team, or, or a batter kind of owns a pitcher? Do you do you think that that there? Because also um, Pekka has has owned the Colorado franchise and in, in the last I don't know seven games or something. Well, the, the Predators have owned Colorado in the last. I think <laughs> I think they're twelve and one against them in the last thirteen games. But you know, yeah, you see, you mentioned. I mean, not and that's just not against Vegas. I think in his last his last five games total that he's that he's played, he's um, he's been the best goalie in the league in, in in the last five games he's played statistically, and I don't have those numbers in front of me. Um, but he he is definitely you know they're they're not afraid to put him in big games. Just like I think toward the end of last year they started doing that, right? So they I mean, you're a backup goalie, you usually get thrown in on a one end of a back to back. You might play against you know a team that's maybe not so great. About like a, a backup th- catcher, and yeah, it's ball, it's yeah. kind of a throwaway when you play with UC. It's it's much bigger than that. I think it's it's much more. Um, there's much more strategy behind it, and um, a lot of that has to do with thinking a year or two down the road. And also helping right now, and and you know the beginning of the season, their argument was made in a valid argument that the that the Predators had the best one-two goalie punch in the, in the league a lot. And I think I want to say that other they did a players' poll or some kind of a poll 
and and everybody in all, everybody else in the league agreed. Now, UC struggled a little bit. Um, you know that, that talk kind of quieted down, but it's back again in full force. And you know, I think especially you know Pekka. Let's face it. I mean, he's he, he's having a great year. He's struggled lately. Um, I got a lot of flack for writing this. He said not, it not from the organization, not from the or, no, just fans. just from from fans and right. readers, and and that's fine. I bring it bring it to me. I, I deserve it half the time, if not more. <laughs> but um, you know, I kind of, I wrote a story just about Pekka saying that he hasn't been, you know, he needs to be better. He hasn't been as good as he can be of late. And there's a lot of feedback and 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 throwback pushback about you know, well, it's all the defense's fault. Well, yeah, but at the beginning of the season. He didn't. Ha- he, the defense was playing the same way, and he was putting up better numbers. So, I realized that most goals that goalies a lot aren't, aren't their fault. But there is there has been a drop off in his play, whether people want to admit it or not. Um, but that happens over the course of a season. The guy's thirty six years old. I have no doubt he's one of the best goalies in the league. But if you look at the numbers over the last month, not as great as they were the first couple months. So, you know, and he's saying this, not me. And I, and I don't, you know, look. I'm not a professional athlete. I I just I can only go by what these guys tell me and what I see. And you know, it's not it's 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 fair to criticize even the best players. I think the the best players are criticized. Yeah, to themselves. say a guy's not that like him is not playing as well as they were last year or early in the season when last year he was the best goalie in all of hockey is not to say he's playing terrible. Right. It's to say he's not playing as well. Right. And that's that's where you have to put it into context. But I under, like I said, I understand the passion and, and I appreciate the passion. Um, in no way am I going after Pecorine. I mean, you know, that's that's ridiculous. And, and you couldn't find a nicer guy to interview or deal with. I mean, he is just of of, of elite athletes that I've been around, and I've been around a lot of them in my time. Um, I've been doing this 30 years um, one way or another and been around a lot of elite athletes and elite coaches. There's not, I, I mean, he's as nice and easy to deal with as any elite athlete i've ever been around genuinely nice and some guys are really good at some guys are really some and guys just know, like know how to smile and, and give you an answer but they really aren't you know that they're doing they consider it part of the job he's just a nice guy he is and, and i've said i think i might have said this before i mean I, you know the, the nice quotient Pimpeka's right up there chris bryan is up there um you know for, for for talent ratio to you know good guy ratio from what we can see right like I, we don't yeah. hang out with these guys we don't know what they're like but from from our perspective, um, you know, yeah, he certainly is that. But speaking of nice, so I, I I always find myself in interesting locker room conversations because um, I like to just BS with the guys sometimes. And I asked UC yesterday if he'd ever been in a goalie fight, and you know, UC's like five foot ten, maybe one hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> I'll take him on right, not on ice though. And he said, he said, no, I, you know, no, he hadn't. And then he, you know, so you see, really quiet and, and kind of, but, but when you talk to him without like, you know, just like anybody, when you have a conversation with him, he's, he, he's got this, this dry sense of humor that, that I just love. So, you know, after I asked him about the, and then he, without hesitation, kind of, well, he hesitated for about three seconds. He looked at me and he goes, maybe I'll, maybe tonight, <laughs> maybe, maybe tonight I'll fight. And it was, you know, just a, a total joke, but you know, he has a, a good sense of humor. There's a big thing about his gold pads. You know, I had a long conversation with him about the gold pads that everybody wants him to wear. Um, 
and and there's something he's really picky about his equipment, which is shocking. For, you know that a hockey player would be picky about their equipment, <laughs> but um, there's he's still working on breaking a part of the, the the pad in that he doesn't like, and he's he, he wants to do it. And I I, I told him yesterday, I say no pressure, but you know uh, everybody's waiting to see these pads, so you better hurry it up, pal. Yeah, I know they're supposed to be on break during the All Star thing, and they're not. You know, but that doesn't mean he can't take the equipment home and break it in. Yeah, beat it with a hammer or whatever. Something. You know, tied do. up, tied up with rubber bands like a baseball glove. Whatever you do with hockey equipment. Let me ask this though, because because this is really what's to me the interesting part about him playing so well lately, and them using him in some of the spots. Whereas even I think a month or, or five or six weeks ago, he was kind of getting the odd game that they thought they could win when he was in there. I think, and not necessarily the big game. But now he's playing some of the, the better teams. You you can comment on that. Do you anticipate that they're a one goalie team in the playoffs or not? Um. That's so. I no, I don't because if and, and here's why. Because last year Pekka struggled mightily in the playoffs at times, and I saw this in 2015 with the Blackhawks, where, where Corey Crawford um, who was struggling. They brought Scott Darling in and didn't hesitate and 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 used. It. That's why you have two, and you, when you have two really good ones, you know what? If Pekka's having an off game, or or you know, I don't see. I don't. I don't foresee him starting a lot of games unless. Pekka's really, really struggling, but it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him playing in the playoffs. I, I don't believe they'd be a one goalie team. I think they would, you know, they would definitely would use like for example, if they're playing Vegas and, and UC's really good against Vegas, you know, why wouldn't you play the guy who's you know who, so, who they probably don't have great confidence against? I mean that that works both ways. You feel really confident against a team, and that team may not feel confident against you because they can't get it past you. It certainly does work both ways, but I think I mean yeah, Peck is the number one goalie. That's that, there's no yeah, not questioning that. that, but but it's an interesting dynamic, and certainly. If you're Peter Lavalette, you would certainly like to have two that you could count on. I think he feels like he already does. I don't think he would hesitate. I, I really honestly don't think it's it's you know he's he's putting anybody on. But when he says that they have complete and full trust, in him. I mean, there's a guy. I mean, if Pekka went down to, to in the next game, I don't feel. And he did earlier this year. He missed five games, and UC was UC was really good in his absence. And I don't feel like the players in front of him felt any less faith having UC back there than he did Pekka. And Pekka, Pekka's a better goalie. Pekka's been around longer. But I don't, you know, I I, I think they believe they have something special and they're not going to be afraid to use it. Yeah, and you you can address this better than I can, but, but what I have noticed um, when I've watched um, when UC's in, they do not play a more conservative brand of hockey like they feel like they have to protect him. They, they're usually aggressive, and sometimes that's why they give up breakaway goals. Well, because look, they look at last night. I mean, they gave up 48 shots on goal last night um, in, in when you see, with UC and that. That's not playing conservatively at all. That's in not fact, dropping, dropping everybody to the back end and just we'll, we'll try to stymie them. No, that's, that's playing how you feel comfortable playing, and the Predators are aggressive. And um, you know, speaking of that, um, I wanted to talk, I want to cover something else real quick that we've talked a lot about the power play. It's 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 horrendously awful this year. Um, but you know, with everybody back healthy, last night they went they they went back to um, something that they had tried before that had been successful. And that's the four forward one defenseman power play. Now they didn't score last night. I think they're zero for their last twenty five or twenty six. They never scored. They could like. I, I, let me ask you this, and I, I'd I'd have to dig into the. Can you just decline the penalty? 
I'm not allowed in hockey. Okay. It's been suggested. Just give the guy a get out of jail free card. Look, we'll set one of ours to even it up. Something. It's almost been. It's almost turned into a cliche with the Predators of people saying that when they when, when they go on the power play. Oh but, no! They, but, they they look like they were about to score, and now they're on a power play. They're really you know, the momentum. The, the, the numbers on a power play, just like the numbers in hockey, can be deceiving. Just because you're not scoring doesn't mean you're not playing well. But there's a certain point in 0 for 25 or 0 for 26 and 23 for 176 or whatever it is for the season. That's not an anomaly. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and they're, and they're working to address that still. Um, I, I think, you know, once, if they figure that out, um, how much, I mean, how much better is that going to make them? And it also conversely shows you how good they are five on five. I mean, they're one of the best teams in hockey five on five, and that's where you're playing. Most of the game is five on five. So, being strong there is 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 huge but yeah like you know like i said they're they're getting everybody back healthy and i think now you have to see where it goes if they have everybody healthy and they're, and they're still horrible on the power play going into the playoffs then maybe you might want to worry but you know you're going to need to get some goals out of those situations at some points because those can be the difference makers and and postseason particularly and 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 paul we've mentioned it's not like they aren't practice every every morning skate i've been to Every practice I've been to, and as you're aware, I've been to a few, that's what that's like almost all of it. I mean, they know that this is a problem, and they are working to try to make it better, but it, it, they haven't gotten the results. And you can't – yeah, I mean, it's it, – look, I, it, it's it's a generic answer, but it, it's it's the cycle of, of sports life. I mean, sometimes things are going to go away, sometimes they're not going to go your way. Um, but to me, though, it's, it's, it's impressive – how how well they've been able to do with all the injuries and how poorly they've done on the power play and still to be where they are in the standings and still to be one of the elite teams in the league and still be a Stanley Cup contender. Um, when you know, If you stop and think about all the injuries they've had, their season could have been buried right now because of those injuries, and it's not. They could have been one of those around 500 teams like you see half the league or two-thirds of the league seems like they're 500-ish. They're not. This is not an average team, but I will. I will say this on the power play, and, and I think you you would say it's true. From what I've seen, compared to say a month ago, they're taking a lot more shots on the power play. Whereas it looked like they were stuck in this holding pattern of passing it around, looking for the perfect shot before. Well, and I think part of that is having somebody who's willing to go in front of the net. Yes, and that's something that they've been hesitant to do and something they've they've really emphasized so i think you'll see it get better um and if it does gosh and everybody stays healthy who knows what could happen all right well let's close it out with one one last thing what do you expect to see from the preds that are in the all-star game i i don't i don't even watch the all-star game (laughs) you know when i was growing up when i was growing up it was like it was always like 12 to 11 it was fun to watch and now they have this tournament and and it's three on three and I haven't really gotten into it. Um, you know, I think it's much more of a social thing for the for the players and the fans. It's a fan event, sure, sure. And and but to watch it as a, I'm not a big exhibition like you know the baseball star game. They started making that count for something. I, it, 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 look, I, I'm all for change. I'm you know I'm not this old, you know, get off my lawn purist, but. You know, it's it's fun to watch. It's a fun brand of watch, uh, hockey to watch, but to, to try to predict what you're going to see is just you're going to see a lot of goals. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I feel make, sorry for the goalies. <laughs> I'll make a bold prediction, and uh, you can either agree or disagree, and then we'll uh, call this an episode. But I predict that PK's show will be more entertaining than the actual All-Star game. That I will tune in for, uh, not only because I have to, but because I want to, because I'm interested in seeing PK. And I am, too. Show. I've seen a few clips, and, and he's just an intriguing personality, and he's... He's ours uh, in Nashville, so um, I'm, I'm, wanna, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. 
um, off the ice. Um, with that, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Catfish Corner. Bye-bye.